0: Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode on Seductively Serious. I am your host, Stephanie, and whether you are just now joining us for the first time or you've been listening to me for a while, I want to thank each and every one of you who have chosen to take the time to listen to today's podcast. Today's topic is about sex. And this is such an exciting topic to discuss. I think there is so much that goes into sex that a lot of men and women just don't see the true value of sex when done right. And yes, I know that sounds a little weird. Like, is there really a right or wrong way to have sex? And in a sense, there is a right and wrong way to have sex. Yeah. And that's what we'll be talking about today. I want people to see what the problem is with sex in today's society and why so many men and women are having boring sex or no sex at all. Now, I'm going to warn you before we get started that this episode does contain explicit content and is meant for mature audiences only. Um, So I just want to give you a heads up of that in case you need to make some arrangements before we start talking. So let's get started. Um, Okay, so sex, sex, sex. Yes. What an amazing thing in life, right? When we first meet someone who we are attracted to and all those chemicals in our body are overwhelmingly drawing us to the person that we desire to have sex with is so high, we start to get all of these sexual thoughts about what they look like under their clothes and what kind of panties are she, is she wearing and what does his dick look like and is her pussy clean shaven and does he have chest hair or are her breasts soft and touchable? What do her lips taste like? What does his ass feel like? All these thoughts race through our heads portraying what our expectations may be for an actual sexual encounter with this person. There may be physical changes such as getting a little sweaty thinking about the other person or his dick getting a little hard or her pussy getting a little wet thinking about what it would be like to have sex with this other person. We may blush a little bit from uncertainty of what may come from this new relationship. Your heart may start to beat a little faster or get those little butterflies in your stomach. The excitement builds up from that initial sexual thought about that person until the day comes and you actually get to find out. But then we have sex, and it could be exactly what you expected it could be better than expected, or it could be worse than expected. But this initial encounter sets the tone for how you're going to perceive your partner sexually moving forward. And if that isn't a lot of pressure on two people to see if they're compatible, I don't know what is. Now, obviously, if... The sex was horrible. The chances of compatibility are very slim. Chances of that relationship continuing is minimal. You may think there's room for some improvement as it let's you know, it's just the first time, maybe it was nerves, let's try this again. But if the sex is continually bad, then we might as well admit that relationship is over. Let's face it, good relationships are not just compatible because of other aspects of life. It boils down to compatibility in the bedroom, because if there is no compatibility in the bedroom, nothing else is worth the investment of time or energy. Let's take a look at the other two scenarios of sex being what you expected or better than expected. And this is a great start to any relationship. In the beginning of the relationship, great sex makes for great compatibility. The true enjoyment of being with the other person, whether it's laughing or joking, going on dates, watching movies, ending up at the end of the day wrapped up in the sheets and bed together, worn out from all the workout it's this great feeling, you feel restored, rejuvenated, ready to tackle whatever comes your way. But let's fast forward a little bit. Let's look at three months down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road, where are we? Well, relationships change over time, that newness and excitement wears off. And our daily lives get in the way and the stresses of one person start to trickle over to the other. Well, because now you're a couple. Now the individual lives are coming together as a single unit and the idea of sex just starts to become a distant memory or becomes an obligation rather than a desire And this happens more, I think, with women than men, because men, I think, generally don't lose the interest to have sex. But this doesn't negate the fact that the stresses of life still become barriers for them, even if it's in different ways or different aspects of their life. And then, of course, as time goes on, we start having disagreements and arguments with each other since... We're human. Our viewpoints are different. They're not always going to be the same. Career obligations may limit our time together. It doesn't matter what the reasons are. But the reality is, is that sex is not made priority. And this is really where that problem begins. Um, And it can be broken down differently for men and for women, as well as together as a couple. So let's kind of look at men first. And I know I've said in previous episodes that men are animalistic beings. Their urge for sex is and will always be there more so than for women. Men need to have sex, period. They need to come. So if sex starts to dwindle in a relationship, this can cause a lot of conflict for a man. This can cause him to have a lot of pent up energy and stress. And then that just rolls over to other aspects of his life. He may become bored in the relationship. He may lose interest in the other person. He may have feelings of anger or betrayal. And let's be honest about that. In the beginning when the sex was readily available and good. And then all of a sudden it's taken away. Being angry is normal. He was brought into the relationship under the pretence that that was going to be something he was going to get. And now he's not now for women. Sex is a desire, but not always a need. And I really say that lightly because I do believe that sex is a need for women. But because women generally are emotional beings, uh, we're able to remove that aspect from our life much easier than men when other things become issues. And that means if our man pisses us off, we can just take the sex out of the equation and that's okay. But as soon as he starts to withhold any affection outside of sex, such as stops kissing you, stops cuddling, stops randomly touching you as he walks by you, we as women start to get insecure or angry or frustrated. We may start to have feelings of inadequacy. And with those kinds of emotions, sex becomes even further away because there's a lack of feeling wanted or a lack of feeling attractive to that person and it makes the thought of having sex even less appealing. When you you bring both of those differences between men and women together, this can really be a recipe for disaster in the world of intimacy and potentially disaster for the relationship regardless of how long you've been together. So let's just get down to it. This is the fun part. Men and women need to be fucking and they need to be fucking often. We need to be fucking randomly and sporadically. We need to take the taboo of sex off the table, out of the equation, and just get down to business. Regardless of what our day to day lives bring and what is going on outside of the bedroom, we need to be having sex. So this means that as soon as those clothes come off, no holds barred. Sex needs to be comfortable for both people involved. If you are uncomfortable about how you look, how you smell, how you taste, how big your dick is, whatever it may be, you're already setting yourself up for failure. You need to release those insecurities That you may have and leave them in another room. Just fuck. And let me tell you something. Fucking is not just about having him put his dick inside that pussy and pounding away until he comes and then going to bed. This is about all of it. If a man is not eating pussy on a regular basis, this is a problem. He needs to get down there, get into it (laughs) like he's not had a meal in his entire life. We women want it good. We want him to be licking and sucking on our clit, our pussy, our ass. He needs to be going to town. She needs to be coming all over your face when you're down there. It doesn't matter if it takes her 30 seconds or 10 minutes. You get down there and you enjoy every taste, smell, the feeling of it, all of it. If a woman, on the other hand, is not sucking dick, this is a problem as well. She needs to be putting it all in her mouth, getting it wet from her spit, licking the tip just enough to be a little sensitive, gagging a little on it, reaching for his balls and playing with them too. If you as a woman are not sucking your man's dick, this is a problem. Eating pussy and sucking dick are a part of sex, period. And this doesn't mean to do it for the first three months of a relationship and then all of a sudden act like you're all grossed out by it. Oh, I don't want to suck your dick. I don't do that. That's nasty. No. This means you need to be doing it and enjoying it throughout the entire relationship and on a regular basis. This needs to be part of the regular foreplay. This needs to build up the excitement of that penetration. It needs to happen in between penetrations as well. Not only is the man and the woman going to love it, this is, is going to allow the sex to last longer. This is going to make sex that much better. There needs to be a point where her pussy is so wet, it doesn't need spit to be able to slide his dick in. She needs to be ready for him, taking him in multiple positions. No, we're not just doing the missionary style thing every single time. That's boring. Let him throw you around. Hit it from the back, from the side. Use the whole room while you're at it. I don't care. Ride his dick while looking at him. Let him suck on your breasts. Turn around and ride him from the other way so he can smack your ass while you're doing it. Do not be a one-position woman. This is a huge turnoff. There needs to be no expectations, but also minimal limits. I get that most people, probably women more specifically, don't want to have other people in their bed with them. So I get that threesomes, things like that are off limits, and that's understandable as a limit especially when you're in a committed monogamous relationship. Um, I think men probably beg to differ on that, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, and I get, too, that there shouldn't be anything that's going to hurt one person or another. I mean, we're, we're not here to hurt each other. Um, it doesn't make it fun. But that's why I'm saying no, not no limits. I'm just saying minimal limits. But when we're talking about role play, dressing up, putting on lingerie, using handcuffs, using toys, it does not matter. Do not be embarrassed or scared to introduce new stuff into the bedroom. This is your free time to express yourself with the person that you love most. And if you cannot be free to do that in the bedroom, there's a problem. Let him smack your ass. Let him choke you a little or pull your hair. Let him fuck you in the ass. The fact that society has made sex so taboo is so heartbreaking because it's It prompts us to be so worried about what is acceptable or not, rather than just doing what is natural and fun and invigorating and exciting. Excuse me. Sex needs to be had as much as possible. When you are enjoying each other's company, it should happen just naturally. When you've had a stressful day, it should happen. When you're mad at each other, it should be happening. And I'm going to tell you that if you can fuck each other while mad at each other, this will probably be the best sex of your life. And I mean, while you're arguing, he can just pick you up, take you to the bedroom, and forget what the argument was about. Get after it. Sex is not something to withhold either because you're mad or tired or stressed. Sex is an essential need for all people, and it needs to be had on a regular basis. If men and women could come together and understand this aspect of how important this is to a relationship, I truly believe more people would be happier in life. There would be less cheating, less divorces, and more thriving, healthy relationships. So the next time you want to come up with some excuse as to why you can't or don't want to have sex with your partner, you really need to think about what you're actually doing to your relationship and consider just going for it and enjoying it. Um, I would like to take the time to say thank you to everyone who has taken the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope that we can continue to enjoy our discussions and be better people today than we were yesterday please subscribe to my podcast to keep up to date with new episodes as they're released so you don't miss anything if you like what you hear you can donate to my cash app seductively serious and if you have any questions concerns topic ideas you can always email me inbox at seductively and i will see you next time on seductively serious